And we've got very special guest uh, preachers this morning. Uh, they're not your usual preachers here at Christchurch. They're slightly smaller, slightly fluffier, and I imagine that the children might want to come closer to see what they've got to say. So why don't the children come to the front here? And uh, just here, just appearing, I saw a sign of a certain Lucy there. So come and sit on the floor, the younger ones, so you get the best view in the house. And they're going to help us as we begin to explore something of this Easter story. That's it. Come and have a seat at the front there. I might join you down there, actually. Great stuff. Testing. Yep, all we're on. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I'm Lucy, and this is Bert. How are you, Bert? I'm great, thank you. It's been a fun week. Oh, really? How come? Well, since the school holidays, I've been relaxing loads. I've been having lots of fun. We went to the farm, and then the park, and then we went swimming. Really? Yeah, why? It says here on this label, dry, clean only. I wondered why it looked like you'd shrunk. Oh, well, okay. Well, anyway, I've had a good week, and I really enjoyed coming to Messy Church on Friday. Oh, yeah, Messy Church. It was really awesome to do all those different activities, wasn't it? Mmm. Like making clay crosses. Uh, eating hot cross buns. And painting scenes from the Easter story. And eating biscuits. And planting seeds. And eating chocolate. Did you just spend the whole time eating, Bert? No. Really? Well, sometimes I was just thinking about eating. <laughs> well, you must also remember the story. Oh, yeah, I do. It was about Jesus. Such an amazing man. But it was a really sad story. Yeah, because even though Jesus was amazing and he didn't do anything wrong, he was still rested and sentenced to die. And then he did die on the cross for the sins of the world. Yeah, to be honest, it made me a bit sad just thinking about it. Thank goodness I've got loads of Easter eggs to take my mind off it. Lucy, oh, hello. Did you just listen to part of the story on Friday? Where did you come from? And how did you get a microphone? Is this staged? <laughs> Not the point. Didn't you guys? Agent. <laughs> Didn't you guys hear the rest of the story? Um, no. I think my ears were still blocked from the swimming. Oh, fair enough. Well, yes, Jesus died, but the story doesn't finish there. What do you mean? Well, why don't we listen to our Bible reading and find out what happens next? So, we're going to have our Bible reading, which Ruby's going to bring to us. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground, but the men said to them, 
Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee? The Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. When they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the others with them who told this to the apostles. But they did not believe the women, because their words seemed like nonsense. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves, and he went away, wondering to see himself what had happened. So let's pause the reading there. Let's pause the reading there, and we're going to continue thinking about this, because Lucy and Bert, do you see, do you, do you see what's happened there? Uh, what? <laughs> well, Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary and the other women, they went to the tomb and they saw that it had been rolled away from Jesus' tomb. Yes, but Jesus wasn't there. And then they saw some angels who told them that he wasn't there because he's risen. And the women were told to remember what Jesus had said to them. Yeah, they remembered when he said that the Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Exactly. So the women knew what an amazing man that Jesus was, but they also had faith that he was God, and they believed that Jesus, the Christ, had risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Um, sorry, what? <laughs> I'm a bit confused. Well, that's understandable, Bert. You see, Peter, he was confused as well. See, the women went and told the other disciples that they'd, what they'd seen and what happened, but they didn't believe them. Ah, boys. <laughs> well, maybe that's fair, but, but the disciples did have good reasons to struggle. It does sound like nonsense, doesn't it, that someone would come back to life. But actually, that's not the end of the story either. Because whilst those women found it easier to have faith, Jesus knew that for others to have faith, more was needed. So Ruby's going to continue our story on. Now, that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, they, Jesus came himself came up and walked along with them but they were kept from recognising him. He asked them, What are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them, Cleopas, asked him, Are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there these days? What things, he asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed, before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day since all of this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but didn't find his body. They came and told us they had seen a vision of angels, who said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see Jesus. He spoke to them, how foolish you are and how slow to believe that all the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things, then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in the scriptures concerning himself. 
The story continues. The story continues. Jesus meets Cleopas and his friend on the road, but God stops them from recognising him. And then they chatted about what had happened. They must have been thinking about it a lot because they knew Jesus was a prophet sent by God and they knew the women had said they'd seen angels. But they were still struggling to have faith in the risen Jesus. Why do you think? Well, I guess some of us need just not to hear what other people have found out. Sometimes we need, some of us need a bit more evidence. So why didn't Jesus just say, well, here I am, ta-da! Well, I guess he sort of did. Um, he, he showed them in the Bible. He used the Bible to show them who he was. That's right. He went through all of the Old Testament and showed them everything they knew. Uh, that showed them how everything they knew about Jesus living, dying, and rising again was all necessary according to the scriptures. Ah, do you know, I think I'm getting it, Aidan. Does, does that mean we can find faith in Jesus through reading the Bible? Yes. Yes, some people find faith easier than others, but we can all increase our faith by reading and understanding the Bible better because God's eternal word and truth is in it. But doesn't that just mean that faith is just a thinking exercise? So if you can think really well, then you can have faith. Well, that rules you out, Lucy. <laughs> Sorry, only joking. <laughs> that was a bit harsh, Bert, maybe, but, well, it is a good question. I know I can be guilty sometimes of thinking about faith so much in my head, limiting my faith to my head, and how much I think about things. But, of course, Jesus does ask us to use our brains in our faith. I, I know, I know. He said we should love God with all our minds, didn't he? Exactly, but that verse in the Bible also asks us to love him with our hearts and our whole being as well. Our faith doesn't just need to be a head exercise, but needs to involve our whole being. Mm. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul and all your strength. Exactly. Well, let's hear the very last bit of our story to see how Jesus reveals uh, himself with one last bit of our reading from Luke 24. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus continued on as if he were going further. But they urged him strongly, stay with us for it is nearly evening, the day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it and began to give it to them. Then their eyes opened and they recognised him, and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? They got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. There they found the eleven and those with them assembled together and saying, it is true, the Lord has risen and appeared to Simon. Then the two told them what had happened on the way and how Jesus was recognised by them when he broke the bread. Brilliant. So Jesus sat down to have a meal with these two disciples and as he broke bread they realised who he was. And then they really believed and understood what had happened. He had defeated even death itself in rising from the dead. Exactly right, he had defeated death. And that's what we're celebrating here today on Easter Sunday. And we can have faith 
in the risen Jesus. You can see how this whole story from Luke, it starts with the women and then following the stories of the other disciples. It's all about encouraging us to have faith. Jesus helped them all have faith, either because they saw and believed or because they found faith through the scriptures or because they realised who Jesus was as they broke bread together. So what does this mean for us? Well, we can all have faith as well today. We all have times when we have lots of faith and times when we have less, maybe as small as just half a mustard seed. But this, car, this past couple of years has been hard for everyone, hasn't it? But I imagine there's also, uh, all of us are having this, but there is also an eternal amount of hope. Jesus, the one who we place our faith in, is so worthy of that faith. In this world of death, Jesus defeats death. In the end, death has no hold on us because whilst we have an eternal friendship, uh, now we, because we have a hope, an eternal friendship with God, a relationship which starts now, but one that we'll celebrate together as we have communion, as we have bread and wine, just like those disciples did. And he is here with us by the power of his Holy Spirit. And my prayer for each of us this morning, including you, Lucy and Bert, is that we may find more joy, more hope, and more faith in the risen Jesus this Easter. Jesus Christ is risen. He is, he is risen, risen indeed. indeed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Brilliant. Can we say thank you to Lucy and Bert? Say bye-bye. And whilst Lucy and Bert's knees recover, we're going to say a prayer. So should we pray just thanking God this morning? Father God, thank you so much for your presence with us this morning. Thank you that you lived on earth a perfect life. You died for each and every one of us. But because you are God, you rose again. You, death has no hold on you. We pray that you'd restore us this morning to the joy of your salvation. In Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.